Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news. The real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, I should say. Oh my God, Sean. Oh, it oh. is Mr. Sean Meehan. He made... Look, honestly, <laughs> listeners, usually I would absolutely rinse Connor for making even the slightest <laughs> mistake in the intro. But you know what? It's it's a very warm day. It, we, yeah. We're both heat stroked boys. Uh, now, so. to be to be fair, I did before we clicked record say I'm a professional, Sean. <laughs> he, so. did, he, he did, and then he said, "One take, Lawler." They call me. <laughs> I did say that. He said that but, out loud. I yeah. mean, it's it's one of those that you had a coming, and I feel like I might have had this coming. Well, you know, 100 and whatever weeks we've been doing this, you're allowed a yeah. couple of mistakes. I yeah. will say I'll never let you forget it. Uh, That's like true. This is, this is going in like your, your eulogy, my friend. <laughs> Remember that time he slightly <laughs> fucked up the intro of episode 140 of Weird News? Because I do. <laughs> um, Sean, this is Weird News. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, um, a man who has not heard any weird news story at all. I've been too busy eating spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Can I tell you about my it spaghetti fucking, incident today? Y- you weren't going to improv class anywhere, for fuck's sake. Not at all, not at all. But I had some spaghetti earlier and made a mistake. Of, okay. I made the sauce. I was trying to be a good boy. Made the sauce from scratch, yeah. right? And oh, Big show. Ground, not ground. What are they called? Chopped tomatoes, and yeah. uh, so far it's not looking good for this. <laughs> this sauce. Oh, well, Connor, I'm wearing a white shirt at the minute. I was wearing a different white shirt beforehand. <laughs> Bowl calls spaghetti with white shirt. I didn't that think, is the work I of a I didn't even think about it. I didn't mm. even think about it. So I, I, mm. there I was cooking. It spat big load of fucking tomato on me white I, shirt. I think I think growing up is realizing no white shirts with spaghetti. Even if you're in your 30s or 40s. I mean, there's yeah. a chance. 
there, there's always a chance you just have to plan ahead for that I would also say no red shirts with spaghetti because it'll be a different kind of red and it'll stand out more it just looks weird oh it could look like a, a tie dye shirt though <laughs> How how much sauce are you spilling on yourself, my friend? <laughs> Just swimming in it. <laughs> you in a three-piece tie-dyed suit. <laughs> that, well, people think it's tie-dyed, but in reality, it's, it's the just sauce. basil and tomato. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we are starting this week um, with a story that, the minute I see it, and it actually has broken a lot of mainstream news sources this week. Um, Interesting. And... The minute I see it, I thought, that's what I'm starting this week with. Because it's our perfect encapsulation in the Venn diagram of just stupidity, shithousery, and just a massive result of very minor mistakes. Because I have a woman and her cardboard sign ruined the Tour de France. (laughs) And now the police are after her. (laughs) I think I saw it. Well, I saw a big, like... 47 bike pileup. Is that what I'm thinking of? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, I didn't look into this intentionally, so I'm delighted it's coming up. <laughs> In the most cartoonish turn of events ever, law enforcement is on the hunt for the woman who caused a massive crash at the Tour de France after she struck a rider with her comically large cardboard sign <laughs> while trying to get some screen time. Now, if you haven't heard this, th- this was the very first stage of the Tour de France. Oh dear, And so all, all the best lads are at the front. Like the lads that you want to win it. They're all geared up for the day. They're pulling off the starting line and this woman sees her chance because the cameras are going to be on them. Yeah. And so she's got a big sign and thinks this is the perfect time to get some screen time. Going to shout back to the family at home, look at me, ma'am, I'm on TV. Kind look, of thing. I have access to cardboard and a Sharpie, father. <laughs> The spectator pushed out her side um, as the peloton fast approached. But after focusing on the TV cameras and not at the race at hand, <laughs> the side ended up clipping German rider Tony Martin, resulting in a massive domino-style pileup that knocked over dozens of riders. <laughs> oh, I, it's terrible to say, but I love watching a lot of bikes bicycles crash because. It is like dominoes. It's just this, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Because there's nothing you can do. Like if you're the fifth guy back and the first four all fall, there's nowhere to go. And like it's the start of the race. Like you're so close together at that point. So with the Tour de France cyclists piling up on the track and spilling out onto the side, onto innocent spectators, the race was held up for several minutes and it took around 25 kilometres for the group to recover. <laughs> what? 20? As in for everyone to, like to catch be back, back up? Going, Fucking hell. And was there anything, was there any like, um, you know... And given to say, like, look, that clearly wasn't your... That's not down to your skill as a rider, sir. <laughs> you just wasn't fast enough. You have to be aware of all the things that are happening, Sean. What kind What kind of cyclist doesn't know how to dodge? Come on. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, dodge, cycle. They're the six rules of cycling. Of cycling. And there's a slight overlap with the dodgeball community there. <laughs> now, why we're covering this is there were no serious injuries, except for maybe German rider uh, Jascha, Jascha Sutherland. I feel like I'm mispronouncing that. Um, he had a severe contusion to his right wrist 
then we'll have to have further examinations. So he had to pull out of the race. But everybody else was just in a big pile-up and no injuries were very serious. Now, Tony must be fucking livid. Naturally, those watching at home were absolutely baffled by the woman's determination to get three seconds of screen time, which effectively ruined the tournament <laughs> that the cyclists have spent all year training for. And was the Tour de France cancelled last year? Am I right in thinking that? Um, I actually can't. I, I mean, it was in the midst of, like, if it's this time last year, it is in the midst of a lot of things being cancelled. Yeah. So I so can only assume it would have been. What a start to the return of the Tour de France. Can I watch this video now? Because I actually did avoid it. You can watch this video of the woman ruining it. And I want you to just really concentrate on how much of a fuck up she makes with such a minor, minor mistake. Yeah, there's no way, like, as an individual element, that sign should not have caused, that piece of cardboard should not have caused such damage. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want pictures. Give me, I should, what the fuck is this? CBS News YouTube channel, you're awful. Uh, fan sign causes major crash at Tour de France. Here we go. This is the one. We, come on, come on, Laura. Oh, here we, here go. we go. Here we go. Here Original we go. video. It says, "Oh my go. god." Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Because you see him coming, and he sees the sign, but he realizes he can do nothing about it at that point. Because you can't move. Because the place no, is packed. There's about fucking a hundred cyclists on his left side and a lot of civilians on his right it's and she's just happy out what is what what does that mean i don't speak good enough french to determine that um apparently it says come on grandpa and grandma oh god oh no she's giving a shout out to the grandpa parents yeah, they love cycling. Well, and and more than that, they love well, the start of a cycling. No, race. actually, they fucking hate cycling. <laughs> That's why she did it. They're actually behind on their own bikes, ready to overtake. <laughs> They're tricycle enthusiasts. They hate the two wheels. <laughs> they hate the sport. <laughs> they're they're in the back with the tricycles thinking this was our time they, every year they come around here taking our spotlight yeah they think they're so great because they don't need three points of contact on the road it's <laughs> it's heartbreaking to watch but it's my god it's a mess of colours I, I mean it's, we've covered a lot of these stories where like human error leads to massive mistake and yeah. this woman's being sued for this because, of course, the Tour de France are suing her. She has ruined the whole competition for everyone. But... Um, yeah. Look, I will say, and I'm all for punishing people when they do bad things. To be fair, it is just, like, it's on a road. There's no railings. There's no barriers. There's no nothing. I think you're uh, meant to use your brain and not block the cyclists, though. Uh, no, people are meant to have common sense. But, yeah. you know, people are dumb. People are idiots, Connor. Yeah, <laughs> That is true. That is true. But except for our um, listeners, it's, 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 no, especially he thinks. Especially no, you guys, Connor. We're on the same fucking team here. <laughs> You're going to ruin my eulogy with all my mess ups. <laughs> oh, it all comes back to the eulogy. <laughs> um, but I'm just trying to imagine that woman in maybe the ten seconds afterwards, like. Yeah. What do you do is really the main thing. Because that's the thing. is Because the crash happened when your man hit her sign, that yeah. whole thing happens in front of her. 
Yeah, so she turns because she must have. She feels the contact. She's like, "What is that? Oh, a cyclist in the Tour de France. Who could have predicted? Um, what he are you doing here, sir? <laughs> <laughs> this is my road." Um, but she turned around, and when she turned, she must just see forty men all just in a pile, just absolutely in bits on the tarmac. Be like, God, did someone do something? <laughs> Like completely oblivious. <laughs> Normally, we have this situation where they have to come to terms with it in the moment and be like, yeah. "I did this." I think this woman remains completely oblivious. She she was fully looking around to see who was responsible. Ah, but, ah, lads, who did that? Lads. Ah, that's fucking terrible. She was mad because the camera stopped pointing at her sign and like panned <laughs> over to the forty cyclists on the road. <laughs> what would have made it better was when they were on the ground. She runs back over with the sign on her knees. <laughs> She's like still in front of it. She flips it around and it says, ha 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 ha. I hate cycling. And she's got a little like Hamburglar mask on. She's like, you'll never catch me. She she takes one of the bikes and she's like, I'm going to compete. It's not your race anymore. And then you have this situation where she's on the run, right? But because it's the Tour de France, the police legally bound to follow her on pedal bikes and, and they have to protect protect her because she's in the peloton so now, the peloton, now she's, she's part leaving. of it she's signed up yeah so like she and 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 then there's this beautiful story of the nation comes around to love her uh and this is over multiple days and they sleep in between but they never like arrest her they're just like let's see how no. far she gets they just keep traveling to the next city to complete the race <laughs> yeah. we'll get her after the last, last next leg we'll get her after the next one yeah and they're, they're arguing just like sure look wouldn't it be class to say you did the tour de france like <laughs> She's probably the only one not on drugs, to be fair, in the race. So she Name had she one cyclist who's ever famously done drugs. Uh, wasn't there the stat of like the 2004 Tour de France, or I don't know what the year was especially, but the first, the lads who finished first to 17th have all been done for drug use. <laughs> so the guy who finished 18th is technically the winner of the Tour de France. He's, yeah, he's the best like unaltered Tour de France member. That's something yeah. I... There was this conversation I heard, I think it was on another podcast at some point, but like, if there was like the regular Olympics and then the steroid Olympics... Oh, you'd watch it? Yeah. Like, no one would watch the regular Olympics, surely. No. And I just think, let them take whatever they want. Like, I, Tommy Tiernan had a bit on that once, but like... He he once said that if somebody wants to run the 100 metres in four seconds, I want to fucking see that. <laughs> I want to see what happens. That's <laughs> like, very, very true. Riddle them with steroids. Let them out. But I don't want, like, half of them on steroids and half of them not. I want everybody, a, a whole scale change of the sport that everybody knows what everyone else is doing. And you have to, like, get a better drug than the other team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, and then it becomes like, oh, they only won because they could afford better drugs. <laughs> it's never that he trained harder. Oh, oh, god damn, he took more drugs. It's like, I rock up to the Olympics and suddenly I'm fucking Captain America. I'd, I'd watch that. You, like, normal lads just showing up. <laughs> Me and you just fucking trying our best. <laughs> just turned up into the weightlifting. And all the boys like absolutely jacked. And Nidia's walking. We're like sitting on a couch. We just say, ah, oh, fucking right, here we go. Right. We're just like, we'll do it together. All right. One, two. 
<laughs> so yeah, this woman has ruined the Tour de France. She's ruined all of summer sport. Um, she's ruined the whole cyclist calendar. And I feel like that's a lot of effort to, a lot of pressure to put on one person, but also very funny for one three second mistake. Oh yeah, and that's what. No matter what happens in this Tour de France, that's what will be remembered for. Absolutely, nobody will remember who won. Just this no. lady. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of weird news, Sean, and it involves naked sunbathers violating COVID restrictions. I love this headline. Please continue. Mm. Naked sunbathers say sunbathers, I should say, fined for COVID violations after cops rescued them from a deer. <laughs> What? A deer? Like a deer? Like an animal? The deer? Like a deer, yeah. Like Why a female deer. That's a doe, Connor, you fucking pig. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, these naked sunbathers were, like, attacked by a deer? Or, like, uh, confronted by a deer? Or they went looking for a deer? So, nobody likes being caught naked in public, Sean. It's just embarrassing. We've all I would argue. There. I would argue some people do. But continue. That's actually good. That's yes, exactly. But it sure does add to the shame when you get fined hundreds of dollars for violating public health rules. Two nude sunbathers in Sydney received a ticket for seven hundred and fifty dollars each after the Australian police caught them violating COVID-related stay-at-home orders, and it's all because they got scared by a deer. Um, the men aged thirty and forty-nine decided to go air out their family jewels. By God, what a lovely way of putting it! Despite Sydney's strict rules about not leaving the city's metropolitan area, they snuck mm. out and headed for a beach on Australia's south coast—a lovely coast, I can only assume. I would Although imagine quite one cold of the best. Now. It is. I, I think. Austra- I imagine Australia, even in winter, it's hot. You know? Yeah, it's, it's probably like 20 degrees. Yeah, yeah, and we'd, we'd be dying year-round. <laughs> yeah, it was all fun and games. Until better than New Zealand, though, isn't it, lads? Isn't it a much better country than New Zealand? How would you like that, Waffles? <laughs> <laughs> That's classic show to our Patreon Waffles. <laughs> Just Sean is starting his own war with Waffles, but it's okay. I don't know, why, I don't know how it started, but I know how it's going to finish. <laughs> New Zealand are going to attack. Yeah. I think, actually, New Zealand has, like, a population of 4 million. We have a population of 4 million. I think it's. I think it would be the most laid-back battle of all time. That's what I was just going to say. Like, we'd start fighting and we'd eventually just sit down and chat and become friends. And we'd just go, ah, fuck it. Ah, <laughs> fuck it. Cans? Cans. Cans. <laughs> um, it was all fun and games until a mischievous critter intruded on the beach. After being picked up by the cops, the men told them that a deer suddenly appeared out of the woods. They've woods right beside a beach. Very strange place, but they've woods. Um, <clears throat> the story doesn't say whether the deer was being aggressive or whatever or whatever else might have happened. All we know is that the nudist duo escaped the animal into the woods. Without their clothes. They ran into the woods. They ran into its territory. I mean, it's after coming from the woods. It knows that area too well. Yeah, it can track you in the woods. And you're like arse naked, buck naked, if you will, in the woods. Well, like, <laughs> yes. Thanks, thanks very much. But you're going to get scratched by brambles. If you fall in a thistle, you're fucked. Oh, no, oh, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Think of all the places a thistle could sting you. And you couldn't sit down anywhere. Oh, like there'd be on a no log. dock leaves. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Running through the woods. This might surprise you, Sean, but the men soon become helplessly lost. <laughs> I would say um, so. They kept wandering around until they had no option but to call for help. According to the New South Wales Police, the authorities received a call for assistance from the men at around 6pm that night. The cops went to the rescue both by car and a helicopter. They found a 30-year-old man walking alone along a track in the National Park. The police say that he was still naked at the time. (laughs) Oh, God bless you. Sneeze there. It's all right. It's all right, Connor. You're allergic to news. I'm allergic to nakedness. I'm a pasty <laughs> Irishman. Clothes He's uncomfortable all the time. With the concept. <laughs> um, a while later, the helicopter located the 49-year-old, likewise only partially clothed, elsewhere in the woods. Clearly, the two had gotten separated in the forest. How do you get... S- you don't split up. Yeah, like, I'll look for the exit, and then if I find it, I'll wander back into the woods. You look for the deer. <laughs> Yeah, you take him down. Look out Look out for the antlers. That's his weapon. <laughs> the relief at being rescued probably didn't last too long. Both were soon enough handed a fine for unlawfully leaving the Greater Sydney area. So, I mean, they got, fr- they got saved. But then they're like, yeah, but we have to find you now because you technically broke the rules, even though you are naked and after being chased by a deer for the last three hours. But that's no excuse. Uh, mm. For for breaking COVID guidelines, my friends. Uh, mm. So, how long? How long does it say? How long they were in the woods before they decided to call for help? Because um, it doesn't say how long they were in the woods, but I mean, I think it would be quite a while before you admitted that you were hopelessly lost. At what? Like, why would you? Why run into the woods when you're just seeing a deer? Run down the beach. Yeah, or at least grab your clothes before you go. You know, like... I mean, yeah, but... I think they were worried. They they did the trick of they put the phone in their shoes and they were like, Mm. nobody's going to find that. So we don't want to touch that. It might fall out. Yeah, and no one ever steals shoes, like, so... That's actually, like, that's as good as putting it in a safe. You have shoes on the beach, stick your phone, stick your watch, stick everything inside there, go into the... Stick your wallet in there, go into the sea... People are kind of like, geez, I want to rob him, but I have no fucking clue where he puts all of his valuables. We're dealing with some kind of fucking <laughs> magician here. Like, <laughs> people don't, a lot of people don't know, Fort Knox is actually just a load of shoes on a beach. <laughs> Escape if you can, <laughs> but you never will. <laughs> the, uh, so, I, I mean... Go on. No, I was just going to say that, um, do you think these two men found it funny? Or they're, they're never going to tell anyone about this ever. I think they know that they're breaking the law. And mm. I think there has to be a big chat amongst themselves to be like, we have to call the police at some stage. But can we get out of this by ourselves? So that's why I'm thinking it has to be hours. Because it takes a while before you have to admit to yourself, fuck it, I'm willing to take the fine and get arrested. Just realise something, Connor. So these men, uh, they were they're absolutely naked, but they managed to grab their phone before running it, running into the woods. Oh, oh, exactly. Yeah, and they received a call for assistance from the men at around six p.m. that night. Yes. So they call. So they had the presence of mind to take their phone, but not mm. the rest of their clothes. Well, maybe their phone was as not actually in their in their shoes. 
They had put it in somewhere else. So, 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 some kind of backpack, perhaps. Not technically clothes. Not technically clothes. <laughs> they just run around with a little backpack. Little backpack. Just completely naked. Just, but with, you know, adequate preparations. One of them has a fanny pack. Yeah, oh yeah, just a little fucking zip thing. Yeah. Put phone in that, absolutely grand. Absolutely, and so they have enough to ring the police, but then once again, you have the phone with you. There has to be a conversation between the two of you to be like, we have to call them in, but we don't want to. Get a Google map or some sort. I mean, you could do a Google map. You could do, actually, it's a computer, technically. So you could do anything other than call the police. Yeah, you could, yeah, yeah. You could, you could probably call an Uber and, like, get it, just fucking get it. And the deer up shows the up driving the car. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, this guy again. <laughs> um, I, also, the deer scared them into having to pay the fine. I think at that stage... I think if you're naked, any animal shows up, you're already a weakened position. Well, the animal is also naked, to be fair. So in many ways, That's it's true. finally a level playing field. Yeah, like, uh, no, 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 nobody has dignity here. We just no, have killing machines. Yeah, but if you see, like, a giraffe in a fucking shirt and tie, you're dead. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is he going for a meeting or is he going to kill me? I don't know, Sean. I don't, I don't know whether this herbivore will murder me or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sean I feel like these the Australian lads they're after having a tough time but they can rest easy knowing they're still better than everyone in New Zealand so we can move <laughs> we can all rest easy with that <laughs> why am I joining in I don't want to cause any ruckus we're a tag team in this car I don't know why I always tag team with you you get me involved it's you and me versus all of New Zealand <laughs> I actually quite they like New so Zealand. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that's like the best place in the whole world. It's class. They they have Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and also they, they're quite good at dealing with issues that have been plaguing the world for the last while, John. I don't know if you noticed. I, that's, no, sorry. Fill me in, Connor. This is weird Just, news, correct? <laughs> it is, yes. Okay, good, good, good. Um, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And I have a Wyoming man who, I mean, sometimes you see a headline and you think, that's weird news. That's just us, because we've covered this a few times. But this is a new little spin on it, because I have Wyoming man calls the police to ask why he wasn't arrested, is then arrested. <laughs> Sorry, lads. Uh, just a quick question for you here. <laughs> a Wyoming man who asked a sheriff's dispatcher why he hadn't been arrested soon found himself in handcuffs. The 62-year-old man called the Campbell County Sheriff's Office on Thursday to ask why he hadn't been arrested after deputies raided his house in the previous day. When the dispatcher asked why he should be arrested, the man replied with, Well, I mean, they found a load of meth at my place yesterday, so I'm just wondering, is there any updates? <laughs> Like, lads, like, should I be ready? Should I be ready to go? Or is this a... Are we all good here? Is our transaction completed? And I'm just, I'm just having a quick follow-up call. Just a love, quick, just a bit of information I need. I love the idea that this lad was, like, lying awake at night, being like, am I... Like, is this... Yeah. Am, am I... Should I wait for a knock on the door, like? Am I Am I going somewhere? They, should, they never... I should have been told. 
The dispatcher initially thought it was a prank call, which you would, but yeah. the man assured her, assured her that he definitely had met, that he had used met, and the police had found his met. Why were? Why wasn't he arrested? That's a very good question that I don't know the answer to. Maybe they was like scouting it out because they were hoping somebody else would turn up to his house. Something Maybe. Like that. Or did he just like fucking talk, um, like talk his way out of it? Eventually, the man also told the dispatcher, 10 young men were following him. So while he had her on the phone, she should look into that also. <laughs> just I, one other thing. It's while I have you here. While I have you on the phone. I'm currently being followed by close to a dozen ruffians. And if someone could look into that at your earliest yeah, like, convenience. Like, fair enough, right? I've got met. I've used met. They found met. But these ten lads, they look a bit sus. I don't want to get involved, but some, they look a bit dangerous. Some of them are wearing hooded sweatshirts. <laughs> None of them have taken any met. That's me. But they look like they're about to. And that's worse. One of them blew a cloud of smoke that smelled like bubblegum. And, <laughs> frankly, that seems odd to me. <laughs> it doesn't smell like met, which I've taken, but it smelled like bubblegum, which is one step below. Yes, um, and I know you might be thinking, like, oh, you're unsure, sir. No, I'm intimately familiar with met. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sean, this is where it gets interesting. Nobody had raided the man's house or was planning to arrest him, said the police. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay. So this was a case of a man literally confessing to having a... He just rang up the police and said, I have a load of meth. What, what's happened here is that this man has taken a load of meth. Mm. And he's imagined that the police have come around and then left. And then called the police station after he was on the meth, saying, God, why didn't you arrest me? That was weird. And the police are like... We've never heard of that man before. We had no involvement with him. But here I have 20 minutes free, so I'll call around. After the, after the call, another deputy spotted the man driving erratically and followed when he pulled off the road. The man allegedly told the deputy after he was pulled over he had used methamphetamine a day and a half before and was still high. <laughs> What's the... like? <laughs> How long does that stay in your system? (laughs) This next sentence is, I think, one of my favourite sentences ever uttered on the show. He told the deputy that there was nothing to worry about, as he had spoken to his higher-ups and they had come to an understanding. (laughs) Listen, listen, you know Maureen. Will me and Maureen go way back? I've got above your head. I'll be honest with you, I've got above you. I know you're pulling me over for driving, but I've talked to the big lads at the top. That's right. And look, I know you, you're probably not privy to these conversations very often. But I, we, look, we, we've hashed it out. We've arranged it. It'll be more embarrassing for you if you bring me in. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, they're already... Me and them, we've got a bit of a ting going. We're in a bit of a click currently, right? And I give them information. They let me off with my met. It's a good deal. It's a win-win for everybody involved. Um, who you should be after, officer, is the ten youths paragliding behind me. <laughs> he did ask the deputy had he seen nine young men <laughs> roaming around. Oh, fuck, he's killed one. Oh, no. <laughs> he's, ki- 
killed one. He's like, well, did you see where the other nine went? They all scattered after I murdered that one. I, maybe he was the leader and the other of this bandit ever since, but he, I can't be He looked sure. like the youngest. I took out the youngest. I'm like a gazelle. <laughs> I, just, I went in there and I took the weakest. <laughs> we took the weakest, left some survivors to tell my tale. <laughs> I mean, so he's like, deputy, I've already talked to the higher ups. Nothing to worry about. I've got met. Don't even blink. Don't even think about it. Also, have you seen nine young men going around? I talked to you about that. It wasn't solved. It's not a great problem to have around here. Um, because apparently he said they were threatening him and claiming that they would take his mess. <laughs> and, and, and you know me, deputy. There's nothing I love more than my men. Again, Metty don't Joe. bother. <laughs> I know I'm called Betty Joe on the streets, but once again, don't even look into it. Because this will be a waste of your time, my time, and everybody's time. I think we can all agree I should be let off scot-free. And this is my associate, scot-free. <laughs> scot-free and Met Joe. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of this, uh, do you think of this man? Now, it's a, it's a case of he did poorly on the sobriety tests and he was arrested because they found meth in his system. But what do you think has gone wrong here that this man has led to this situation? Sorry, are you confused about what went wrong in this situation, I mean, Connor? I feel like he's just a good Samaritan. He's just trying to turn off the gang drug trade in his area. He's solving gang problems. He's, he's solving gang yeah. He's taking all the meth onto himself. Yeah, like, like he's taking it from the youths and he's like, you don't need this. I'll take it. So I'll show it. I'll smoke 40 packs <laughs> and that'll teach me. <laughs> Let me show you the dangers of meth, children. <laughs> and then to ring the police. And they, I like how the dispatcher was like, this is definitely a prank call. He's like, no, no, no. They were here. <laughs> I like how straightforward the dispatcher was. Just like, and... Should, should you be arrested? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, someone rings you up and goes, sorry, just a quick follow-up. Um, the police were here yesterday and they found a load of meth. I was just wondering, am I going to be arrested? What's the deal with that now? What's the dealio with that kind of situation? <laughs> sir, sir, can I can I get, like, a name from you, please? <laughs> uh, no, no, they'll know my name. <laughs> Talk to the sheriff. He'll uh, know. <laughs> yeah, they'll, I'm, I'm well known around these parts. <laughs> Metty Joe <laughs> Ring a bell Please please Metty Joe was my father <laughs> Call me Crystal Meth Joseph <laughs> um, uh, Sean has Meth play- Maybe played a part In this man's Fall from grace I mean Well Let's not bring grace Into this Yeah But Okay uh, I think Methy Joe His problems I'm sad to say Might stem from the meth Honestly. Yeah, I, uh, I think he, he might have rat, ratted himself out, which is the worst kind of, kind of snitch. Yeah, it's like when you get mad at someone for something that they did in your dream. It's, <laughs> and it's, it's just like, they have no control over this, but he, it's that situation, but it's something he imagined while he was high on meth, then got him arrested for possession and use of meth. And it's a bit of a tapping for every officer. Like, whoever gets there oh, first gets the easiest, easiest arrest day. ever. Yeah, yeah, like, we don't have to plan anything. We've recorded his 911 call, and he told us he had met. Like, this is actually, it's leading to a very, like, string of easy jobs for a bunch of people in law enforcement. Like, the dispatcher mm. had a grand day. 
the police officer that arrested your man had a great day, the judge who sentences him. Yeah, oh, that would yeah, be the easiest absolutely. fucking case ever. It's like, oh, so we have evidence of you saying you've done all this stuff. <laughs> on phone, and then on to the officer, and then saying you had a deal with the person on the phone. You hired a skywriter. <laughs> Um, so Sean we're going to move on from that man who ratted himself out which I quite enjoy to the worst day in pigeon racing history Sean it occurred this week Um, really? yeah it's a sad day how long is the history of pigeon racing? I can only assume thousands of years it goes back to 19 BC 19 B. <laughs> oddly specific for a man who just oddly said, specific. I can assume thousands of years. I can, I can assume. <laughs> I like to start broad and then very quickly narrow into the most specific of years. You just downloaded that information. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went broad then I thought, no, the people need more. They know, they know I know this information off the top of my head. So, I mean, it's 19 BC or around 21 BC. I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, well, modern pigeon racing originated in Belgium in the mid-19th century, Connor. Yeah, that's what I said. The 19th Sorry, century The line species. is very bad, very bad <laughs> lately. Uh, did you think I said 19 BC? I said 19th century BC. <laughs> the 19th century BC, I, I understand. Perfect. <laughs> that's actually further away <laughs> it is yeah you're going backwards <laughs> yeah um, so did the worst day in pigeon racing history Sean because thousands of birds have vanished during a race <sighs> oh and oh my god so p- pigeon racing by the way is where birds are released from one point and then they fly back and then they go to their home so yeah were these birds based in the Bermuda Triangle by any chance 9,000 birds set Fuck. off from Peterborough. 9,000, Sean, um, on their way to the northeast on Saturday. In what normally would have been a three hour race. How okay. many of them arrived? <laughs> 9,000? 4,000 arrived as 5,000 pigeons had vanished 5, in what was described as the worst ever racing day. I was just going to, like, that's not a standard, uh, like, margin of loss for pigeon race. Like, yeah, cause, over half. Yeah, yeah over half of 9,000 is a lot. Uh, like, it's terrible to say, but, like, I assume on a pigeon race, you're going to lose one or two pigeons along the way. Mm. Like, one just, or two is going to be, like, an idiot and just start flying somewhere else. Yeah, or, like, f- fucking flies... Fly straight into a wood chipper or something like that. And what one or two are going to retire from the sport and just don't get the love from it anymore. Like one half of two are drugs after, yeah. Yeah, one or two will be done for drugs. It's a situation where you might set off on the race and think it's a three hour race, but maybe I want to see the family more. Maybe I'll start off the race and then just veer off and go back home. No point. Maybe it's like the London Marathon. The pigeon isn't able for it, but does it to raise money for a good cause. <laughs> One of the pigeons is dressed as Big Ben, <laughs> flying around. <laughs> One of the pigeons is like carrying a fridge to represent depression. <laughs> <laughs> and and, he's, and that's the problem. Like 5,000 of them were all special dress. 
And so that's why they couldn't make it. They were just on the fucking ground trying to fly. <laughs> yeah. They, were all, string they tied- were all dressed as flightless birds. <laughs> a string tied to a fucking fridge around their foot. <laughs> I can't take off, lads. <laughs> They're still at the starting point, just straining. <laughs> um, most of the breeders I'm talking to are blaming the atmospheric conditions, possibly a solar storm above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere, but no one really knows what that's a wild that you know that's, that's very similar to what ex- i just did it's very specific and then very nobody knows nobody it could be anything we're suspecting each one was individually struck by lightning but it's also they could have all gotten Look, lost it's either i don't fucking know it could be anything or a solar storm above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere now it's one of those two we don't know which Right, okay. This is risky, because when I put the tags on this episode, this could get us into a very different category of podcast. Okay. What if the sudden interference from 5G towers, right? (laughs) Okay, I'm in. Has upset the pigeon's natural sense of direction, Connor. Yeah. So now they're all flying to Microsoft headquarters. And and Bill Gates has an army of birds. He's an army. He, now he has an army of birds. He's unstoppable. Like, That's why his wife divorced him because she said, "I can't deal with these birds anymore." Bill, he said, "You're you're happy to leave. It's said, if it's you or the birds, I'm choosing the birds." Yeah, I will. I will. I will not give over these birds over my dead body. Uh, and how are the birds getting in here? Windows, Linda. Windows. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> And so, and think about five G. What does G stand for? Grand five grand five thousand. Connor five thousand pigeons gone missing. <laughs> Fucking triangle Illuminati confirmed. I don't know if we're gonna say it. We'll go on. Sorry, I'm just. I'm really enjoying the pigeon pigeon racing Wikipedia page because there's a whole section devoted to doping. <laughs> <laughs> I like him when in the horse racing as well. They're just like the horse was dope, and I'm like, he definitely wasn't. It was definitely somebody else. Someone <laughs> gave it. it to the horse. Like <laughs> my favorite was wasn't there a few years ago where one of the riders was like, I didn't know that the horse was like full of drugs. I'm like, well, somebody in your team did because it wasn't you on the drugs. It has to be him. <laughs> and in horse racing, like other ones I've heard is that like they'll weigh down the saddles before the, before they go weigh the horse. So that uh, oh yeah, you know that, that they'd be heavier and their odds are low. It's a fucking ridiculous thing, <laughs> but like they're giving the pigeons caffeine, they're giving them corticosteroids. <laughs> fuck off! No way! <laughs> what the fuck? They're introducing what? anti-doping rules. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ! How does the pigeon racing turn into the Tour de France? I don't know, but let's hope there's no. Maybe it was your one with the cardboard sign. She's at she's going to be at the next race. <laughs> she's just every race. She was at the start of this one. 5,000 pigeons just flew into the sign. It's a very big sign this time. <laughs> um, so what happens is homing pigeons use the Earth's magnetic field to navigate. But their sense of direction can be distorted by a geomagnetic storm, Sean. Oh, like in yes. the movie Geostorm. Like in the movie Geostorm, maybe a solar storm above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere, like Mr. Richard Sires told us. 
Right, okay. So wait, if it was static in the atmosphere, did it just impact our sense of direction or did it like shock all of the pigeons at once? No, it's just a, it's just their sense of direction. So they just I they think 5000 pigeons are out there just lost. <laughs> just for, forever circling the globe, just like <laughs> Breeders have seen hundreds of pigeons fail to return to their clubs. They've asked anyone who sees the pigeons <laughs> to help. Any, any identifying markings on them? Well, they're pigeons, sir. <laughs> I mean, they say that they have identification rings, but, like, who's looking at a pigeon going, what's the fucking ring on that? What's that? Bob? Uh, yeah. Is that fucking Bob? <laughs> How do you read an identification ring on a pigeon? Carefully is the answer. I think but- you'd have to get quite close. Uh, you, yeah, you need to catch. You need to catch the pigeon, like the famous mm. show. Exactly. You need Mut, Mut, or Mutley and all the lads. All the lads. Pigeon racing was contested at the 1900 Olympic Games in Paris. What? Serious? Yes. There. That's weird. That, like that's not a very good spectator sport. I would say. No, it's it's it. it so, although to be fair, any of those spectator sports, like. If you turn up and you're at one part of the race and then they just all run past you and then it's like, right, well, that's done. <laughs> that's yeah, we'll go home now. It's like the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Like, it's just... But that's designed. Like, it just moves and there's different things all the time. A race is yeah. like a very shit parade. Not to keep it on the Tour de France, but th- those lads are absolutely, like, in Irish terms, booting it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. You, like, yeah, they're not hanging around to wave. Like and they're shit. going about 60, 70 kilometers an hour. It's like cycling. And so they came to Ireland a few years ago, and my dad always told the story of everyone lined up for hours to go down and see them, and yeah. they all stood down, and they all just went vroom, and then they were just gone. And you were just like, "Well, that was good, <laughs> right?" Just yeah, like you saw that now. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like that blur that we seen. Um, so. They say something happened to disrupted their navigation abilities that they can't find any of these pigeons. And if we find them, we have to return them. They also say we should give them food, water and a rest before allowing them to continue on their way. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking press report put out by the pigeons. Being like, ah, yeah, lad, just give us a room and board for the night and we'll, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Sean, this is the worst day in pigeon racing history and you're taking the piss. I'm I think taking- it's outrageous. Look, I have nothing but respect for the pigeon racing community. You know I don't this. have much respect for the lads that trade them. I have respect for the pigeons, to be fair. Pigeons are doing the hard work. Uh, yeah. It's, quite, it's, it's, it's a pretty messed up hobby when you think about it. Because uh, now 5,000 pigeons have just are lost. Like, what if they had a family back home? It's, the thing about that is is why we're allowed cover this is they're not dead. They're just lost. That we know about. <laughs> so, so they're just flying. They're just so, flying around someplace. How do you... It was... There were the 9,000 pigeons. Were, were they all belonging to one person? No, it, it's like you have trainers. You'd have a lot of teams. You'd have right, guys so they all let them off like, at once, kind of. It's not one yeah, lad. So with, you turn up... You rock up with your team of five. And you got the five best pigeons that you have. Yeah. And you rock up and then we, ro- we release those five. And if one of those win, you get the money. Oh, cla- oh, so I could get my ragtag team of pigeons together who all come from, like, different upbringings. Like, there's different the posh one. areas, yeah, yeah. And, they, and yeah. they don't really get on at first. And there's going to be a midpoint in the journey where they really don't get on. Oh, they and split. then they realise... They split. And then they realise we're stronger together than we are apart. 
Yeah, and 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 they're, they're, like, and there, someone is telling him like, "Listen, you're meant to just fucking eat chips in a train station," and then he's like, "Stop pigeonholing me," and they say, "That's what we call our house," and <laughs> and then he goes off to become <laughs> a prime race, racing pigeon. You train them. You, you train them to form some sort of megazord kind of like legs and arms. Then they become Optimus Prime, and then they fly through rocket fuel to the finish line. And the villain pigeon that they've been fighting against this whole oh, yeah. time hurts his wing at the end and is dive bombing. And our hero pigeons dive down and yes. pick him up and carry and, him across the. And finish they're like, line. "We're going to finish together. We're yeah. going to finish this together." And the little at the end villain, of the day, we're all the little villain, the little villain has a little mustache and a little scarf. He's a little evil pigeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think this is a movie. Pixar I could do this. Do you think there's a movie about pigeon racing out there? Uh, is there not that movie that had Ricky Gervais that was about the birds? The animated movie? The anime? Oh, Spies in Disguise? No, that's oh not god, it. I don't know. Uh, was it actually was it about World War Two, like owls or something? I there were like, war pigeons during the war uh, that like you'd send messages by pigeon and shit like that. But I don't know. I'm, is the answer? I'm pretty positive there's a movie that has Ricky Gervais in it as a bird. <laughs> As 2007 somebody looked that up uh, let me have a look there War Pigeons during World War 2 yes starring Ewan McGregor Ricky Gervais Tim Curry this is an all star cast it's called Valiant what year uh, that came out uh, 2005 oh I said 07 that's fair enough I said 19 right. BC Tag with the same kind of confidence it's just like it's so mad because it's a Disney movie but it's just like five years after the declaration of World War 2 three homing pigeon service I think that was along the same lines of all those animated movies they did for a few years always had three characters that were animals wasn't there the one where um, wasn't it about a farm and there was like a cow and all that I can't remember what that was called no not over the hedge although over the hedge was one as well but there was one about a cow on a, on a or a fire battles on a trip as well this barnyard is, oh, it could be barnyard that's like 04 as well that was two, 2006 so this is this is not movie Monday Sean but this is just us take, reminiscing about old movies that nobody remembers that's what movie Mondays is for <laughs> um, that'll tell uh, anyone listening to this we have a head full of useless information about shit that movies that I've seen when I shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's just, it's clogging up like, oh, how do you actually fucking manage a house? Nah, don't need to know that. No, Jim Broadbent <laughs> was in Valiant, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on to an Iowa man, Sean, as Iowa man allegedly threatens to blow up McDonald's over lack of sauces. Ooh, not, not where I thought that story was going to go. I thought it was going to mm. be about the ice cream machine being broken. That that would be see it's always broken, but yeah. is it broken? We don't know. It's definitely a scam to get you to just buy like a milkshake instead. Yeah, or some sort of five G reason that I can't oh, come up yeah. with right now. An <laughs> Iowa man was arrested over the weekend for threatening to blow up McDonald's after the restaurant allegedly failed to include dipping sauces with his order. Sean, <sighs> tough, tough. I, d- I have this happen to me regularly though with takeaways and you just get on with your life don't you? I, I think you just accept it like who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? I'm not making someone drive back to my house like to give me a fucking sachet of sauce because this is I a ordered, small town that I live in. <laughs> I ordered sushi last week 
and they yeah. didn't send any chopsticks with. And I like using some chopsticks. I just got, went and got a knife and a fork. Just what can you do? That's <laughs> that's we had that happen a couple of times. You know what we did? We actually bought ourselves some chopsticks, Connor. <laughs> oh, very smart. Very you smart reuse them. metal. Reusable chopsticks. Reusable <sighs> straws as well. Oh, oh, what's sorted now? Good stuff. Bold yeah. strategy. You're living in 2025. <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> wow. Four years ahead. <laughs> Like not that advanced, but like advanced enough that like it's impressive. Like yeah, fair play to you. That's that that would be probably usual in twenty twenty five. So Robert Galwitzer, forty two, called up his local McDonald's in Ankeny after finding he had no sauces for his chicken McNuggets, Sean. Not his um, nuggies. Uh, the employee told him on the phone that a mistake had been made and apologized, but this wasn't enough. For him. Of <laughs> course it wasn't. Of course it wasn't. Why would it be? He, he became erratic in his responses on the phone, continuously telling them that a mistake had been made and he wanted it fixed. <laughs> but, like, that's... It's sauce, dude. You can buy... You probably have sauce in the house. What sauce did he want? Um, it's not said what sauce he wanted. What sauce... What are you going with, McNugget? Like, uh, I mean, ketchup's a classic choice. It's simple. Uh, simple and effective. You have it. Every house has it. Yeah. Or, you know, a bit of HP brown sauce. Why not? I would never. That's a HP brown sauce is the work of a lunatic. Um, what? So, you, I thought you'd be a man who'd love HP brown sauce. No. <laughs> I'm a ketchup man on everything. Ketchup man on everything. My God. No, I used to be a fiend for ketchup. but I've just gone off it the last few years. I, I rarely have ketchup now. What, what are you having with chips? Mayonnaise, ketchup or brown sauce? Do you know, I'd usually have some kind of garlic mayo if I was out. Madness. Uh, Absolutely. because I usually get the sweet potato chips myself. Just get ketchup, call it a day, we've peaked. Ah, <laughs> okay. Do you have salt and vinegar on your chips? I don't, but I'm just a lunatic, That's, to be fair. See, you've lost all credibility in the I, argument. I don't really get takeaway chips. <laughs> I do them in the oven, Sean. That's fair. I do, I, I, the only time I get them is in a spice bag. I've already talked about spice bags on this I show. I don't enough. get spice bags. <laughs> You'd love a spice bag, Connor. You're a spicy boy. <laughs> I'm trying to keep fit. I don't it's, want to be spice bagging. It's carbon protein. It's perfect. <laughs> he allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant. Sorry, not to change the subject. No, it's fine. And change it away. <laughs> he allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant after a few minutes on the phone and punch an employee over the offence. He also stated that he'd come down there and give them more sauce than they could possibly handle. And then the article says, it's not clear what he meant by this threat. <laughs> Was he gonna? Yeah, like is it a case that he's gonna dump ketchup all over the place? Which in in that case, you have your ketchup, dude. Yeah, if you're arriving with sauce, then you've got nothing to complain about. You had sauce at home. Yeah, T- probably better sauce than the McDonald's ketchup packet. I would argue. Yeah, that'd probably be shit. Um, police said Gal- call Galwitzer at the phone number he used to make his arrest. <laughs> so the employee contacted the police. And what happened was they just gave them like his number. I'm like, yeah. this is this is the number he rang us on. And then the police rang. Um, he used to make a threat. At which point he admitted to making a threat, and then admitted again during an interview at the department. He stood by his threats and said that he had been wronged. <laughs> and not since 
the great pigeon disappearance of 2021 has there been such an injustice <laughs> he said he wanted to make a counter case against the mcdonald's for false advertising <laughs> fucking hell what is this man like here's the thing because there are some people who are just mental right but yeah. there are some people who are entitled are we, we've worked in retail so yeah. people are fucking dickheads as well people are pricks for no reason except for our yeah. listeners you're all lovely you're um, all great except for waffles go on <laughs> waffles you're nice too alright I know so, he's the best one he's the best one that's why we're now no, doing Connor, this dial it back dial it back <laughs> he's not the best he's mediocre no oh you've gone too far <laughs> 8 out of 10 <laughs> I mean I, I take that myself I'll be honest uh, Connor's never deemed to give me a number rating <laughs> that's a human <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but people some people are just dickheads for no reason and I think that's what this man is he'll just complain about anything so you, yeah now to threaten explosives is uh, is, a, is a bit excessive I would say firstly it's not going to solve your problem it's just going to make it harder to get the sauces if anything because if, you, if your problem is you have no sauce and they are the place that has the sauce if you blow them up then nobody has any sauce so, yeah, and the ice cream machine is broken forever. Now, it, he hadn't been informed of that at the time, but I think if oh. he had, I think the TNT would have already been used. It would have been <laughs> pulled up and it would have been brought down. He would have just been out there with, like, the big plunger ready to go. <laughs> That's all I imagine when I hear of explosion. <laughs> like a cartoon Wiley Coyote That's explosion. all I can think of, yeah. Um, but this man, he rings up, he orders a McDonald's. They'd go and come with a sauce. He's thinking to himself, right, you know what's going to happen here is obviously explosion is the next logical step in this scenario. What do you think would be better, right? He either doesn't get sauce, he doesn't get his ketchup, or he gets a packet of strawberry jam. Which do you think would be better (laughs) as a scenario for this man? For his chicken nuggets. You think McDonald's has strawberry jam in those little tubs? I'm nearly positive they have strawberry jam. They absolutely do not. They have honey. They de- no, maple syrup. They have maple syrup. Do McDonald's yeah, have maple jam? Yeah, maple syrup, but that's not even maple syrup. Like, let's be honest here. That's oh, gone through some you, serious strain. <laughs> strawberry jam, 15 grams, McDonald's UK. Oh, oh, it's a fine looking jam, Connor. What are they selling that wit? They do a You're breakfast. Oh, I suppose like with a scone or a scone or a <laughs> or a scone. I'm covering a, all my bases here. <laughs> I don't know if they do scone. Oh, they fucking they, what? Oh, that's that's a concept I've not thought about. Here, okay, I'm gonna gonna pitch you something here, Connor, and you just okay. tell me when it gets weird. Okay. Okay. Toasted bagel with okay jam. That's wrong. Now, I don't want to say Isn't anything, it? but that is wrong. That is foul. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Do you not have, like, some cream cheese? Just cream cheese? Keep it savoury, lads. <laughs> even a tomato? Something like, I would say, maybe a bit of salmon. A lovely bit of salmon, now, on top salmon of that bagel. bagel is pure bit of tomato, delicious. you're absolutely flying. And a piece of jam, you might as well be locked up. Jam on your fucking bagel. What is wrong with you, McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> this... This is another documentary about McDonald's. And I've... Oh, and someone... Uh, there's a picture from Reddit here. Someone got a tube of grape jam 
uh, with their Big Mac. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck's sake. That's, that, I will allow explosions for that. I will say <laughs> you are allowed blow the McDonald's up if that happens to you. That is the one time. Not localised anywhere, just explosions no. somewhere are allowed. Somewhere, just a near, the nearest McDonald's to you, if it happens yeah. to one of your gang. They also do porridge with jam. I would never buy porridge in McDonald's. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Something that's meant to be like so like, I don't know, naturally good for you. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we'll fucking serve it here. Yeah, you just don't even know what's in it. from the burgers, just put, put them in water, you'd be grand. <laughs> we scrape down the bottom with a chip barrel, <laughs> stuck it in, be it's grand. What you deserve. <laughs> Get a fucking Big Mac and grow up. <laughs> grow up. <laughs> um, so, Sean, that is it for this week's weird news, I think. What um, a week of weird news. It's been you know wild. what? We I've... didn't even have time to get to Florida, man. Mike, it was a packed week. We had all of that Tour de France news to talk about. Tour de France, pigeon racing, McDonald's. It's a whole thing. And, and uh, that, the, the meth man. Methy Joe, is the that me- what we called him? Yeah, Methy Joe. Methy Joe's a good guy. He is. He is. Well, he's not so good. He did get arrested, I heard. Addicted uh, to heroin. <laughs> Subverting <laughs> expectations. That's comedy. I like it. Um, but, Connor, do you want me to take us out? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back Friday with Hero or Zero. Uh, Monday with Movie Mondays. Next Wednesday, then, with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Uh, big thank you goes out to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Everyone over there is amazing. Help us keep making this show. They also get access to the likes of our Lazarus Pit shows. That's where we review old comic book or generally nerdy or just movies we want to watch uh, or sometimes don't want to watch. Um, mm. So we review all of those over there. We just did um, our review of Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. So if you're a Star Wars fan or if you hate Star Wars, you might enjoy that episode. So $5 or more a month will get you that. Also, big thanks has to go out to all of our patrons. Um, Fing Fang Foom, 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 Fing Fang Foom. Can I guess that that's Waffles? You guessed correct, sir. <laughs> Eight out of ten. <laughs> I'd give it a nine. Uh, thank you. Okay. Also goes to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe. Rate my Click rate. Click Luke. Refresh. Repeat. Never give up. Hickok didn't. Bernie. Regging. Roshin Shrodoshin Halley. Ryan. Right time. Evans. Evanson. Sean. Heroes don't do that. Jamieson. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, Josiah, Florida Gal Green, Anna, Maureen has the fry on Helmroos, Lil Dicky, it's my boy Bear's birthday on June 28. He'll be two. Huge fan of the show, especially Hero or Zero. Thanks, guys. Uh, that was Danny yesterday. Mc- Happy birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Bear. Happy birthday. Hope hope you're enjoying the show. Sorry about mm. all the swearing I do. No, uh, I do uh, apologise. Sean is terrible for it. <laughs> thank you also to Danny McLaughlin and to Ray. Um, thank you all so so much for your continued support if you want to head over there link in the description also linked is our merch store where you can get t-shirts and stuff um, if you have any pictures of merch by the way send them on over to the Facebook uh, that's Detective Dillman's discussion group or you can tweet them to us at Heroes for Hire Pod the 4 is the number 4 Instagram then is Heroes for Hire Podcast uh, but the most important and best way and most helpful thing you can ever do is to tell one human being that we exist just the one please and I think that's about it Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. 
I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.